Matthew chapter 28. I think a familiar passage for many. Closing verses of this gospel, Jesus says, Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me. That's quite a statement, isn't it? How much authority do you have? You might think of your authority in a certain relationship or you've got a certain position and it grants you authority over a, an area. But really, how, how many people can say, all authority in the universe is mine? That's what Jesus is saying right here. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, in light of the fact that I have all authority. This is what I'm doing with it. I'm telling you, you, the church, you, the individual, go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is Jesus' last directive, His last great command. It is your great commission. Now let's remember the context at which this comes to us. Jesus has walked on the earth for 33 years. The last three years revealing Himself as the Son of God through His teachings and through His miracles. The great call of Jesus during His earthly walk was repent. You know, I'm walking this direction, I'm going this way, and we're all doing this, and we're walking in the way of sin, we're walking in the way of the world, we're walking in, the, in, in, in the, just our self, trust in self, and Jesus says, I want you to repent. I want you to make a U-turn. I want you to stop going that way that is natural to you, and I want you to turn and go the other way. And in that call, He calls us into a relationship. The word he uses for that, and, and we don't hear intimacy, we don't hear relationship in this word, but he says, repent from that, come and be my disciple. He calls us into discipleship. Now we think of that as a program on Wednesday or Sunday night, right? But in, the, in that New Testament context, the word disciple implied a close, intimate relationship between a master and a, and a student, between a teacher and a follower. There was a close relationship. So Jesus says, you're going this way. I want you to turn, make a U-turn, repent of that. And I want you to come follow me. I want you to come into a relationship with me. And to make that relationship possible, Jesus went to the cross. And on that cross, He paid the penalty for your sin and, and for my sin. All of them, every one of them. The little ones we don't even remember. The big ones we still have trouble getting over. All of the sins cleansed, washed. We've been declared holy. We've been made righteous. We are in good standing with God. We're a child of God at a high cost. Jesus' death on the cross. But He didn't stay dead, did He? We wouldn't be here worshiping if that's what we believed, right? Did, did He stay dead? No, absolutely not. He rose again. Three days later, again, showing Himself to be the very Son of God. And the Scripture says He, he appeared to an individual. Then, then He appeared to a, a small group. It refers to larger groups. One place it says He even appeared to 500 at one time. 
So a number of appearances. What I just read in Matthew 28, there's a parallel passage in Acts chapter 1. What I just read is his last appearance. This is his last moment as he is speaking these words. Literally in moments he is going to ascend up into heaven. So I mean, what, what an incredible moment. This is the last time humanity is gazing on him physically with their eyes. Physically hearing his words. The next time we see him will be at the rapture and the second coming. So this is a big moment. And the last thing he says, go. Now Jesus talked a lot in his life about what we're to be and do, didn't he? You know, in my home, we teach things we're going to be and things we're going to do in this home. You know, house rules. This is, this is how we're going to live in our house. And those, those rules always apply, whether we cover them or refresh them or review them. They always apply. But every now and then, mom or dad or both are walking out the door and they turn and they say to one or more of the kids, now while we're gone, you better. You know what I'm talking about? You know, clean the kitchen, clean your room, don't kill each other, a variety of things. We're saying now, everything we've ever taught our kids about how we're going to live and be in the home, that's all still applies. I don't have to review that every time we walk out the house. But there is one thing for sure I'm looking for while I'm gone. There is one thing for sure I'm counting on when I get back. And that one thing better be done, right? If you're a mom and dad, you know what I'm talking about. That better be done when I get back. Folks, that's exactly what's happening in this moment. Jesus taught us a lot about what we are to be and do as His followers. And all of those things apply. One command does not make all of those null and void. And yet, He does say one thing before He leaves, doesn't He? As Jesus is literally walking out of the door, He turns and He says to His disciples, He says to you and to me, Go! Now you and I are held accountable for everything He's taught. But folks, I can't help but believe that just like a mom and dad, when Jesus comes back through the door... Did you? This is Jesus' last great directive. Literally as He is leaving. One thing. Go make disciples. Go make followers of Me. And baptize them. Folks, you and I are a people who are going. We're going to our home. We're going to our workplace. We're going to the marketplace. We're going across the street. We're going around the world. And we go carrying the gospel. Carrying the good news that people can be saved from their sins. That people can have eternal life. They can actually live in a relationship with a very real, eternal, omnipotent, everywhere present God. We carry good news. And our life is to be defined by this going. I've been asked recently, and I, I, actually I get asked a good bit, why do you think God is doing what He's doing at Colonial Heights Baptist? Why do you think what is happening up there is happening? And folks, I, I think there's uh, several reasons for that. I'm more than I'll enumerate this morning, I, mean, I, think, I think unity is a part of it. The church is, is so, so much fighting in church, isn't there? 
Our, our church family has a real commitment to working at unity. That's not a warm fuzzy that falls out of heaven. That's a work that is done. We work at unity. We, we preach and teach the word of God. I, I, I believe that's a part of it. But folks, I tell you what I believe is a rare, very big reason why what is happening here is happening is because we go. That was his last great command. It's what he's left us here to do. And God blesses obedience every time. Every time God blesses obedience, it, whether we're talking about the church at large, whether we're talking about an individual person in the church, God blesses obedience. And the flip is also true. God never blesses, never blesses disobedience. And folks, the church is disobedient to the command to go. That's a that's an awfully big statement, isn't it? Kind of a judgmental statement. Do you think it's true? Is the church today going into the world with the gospel? In 2008, the Southern Baptist Convention baptized a little over 26,000 people. In 2008. That's good news, isn't it? The bad news is, in 1950, we baptized more. With a smaller population in the United States of America and, and about half the churches, we baptized more people 50 years ago than we did two years ago. Now, some of that might be the spiritual climate of our nation. I think most of it is because the individual believer and the church has said, No. No. Lord, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going and I'm not telling anybody. God doesn't bless disobedience. Now, we're not a perfect church. and We've got a lot of work to do in going. But it is our commitment to be a going church. We go, we go, we go visit those who've been to our church. We go to those who've not been to our church. We go through visitation, we go through faith training, learning to, to share the gospel, learning to, to share your testimony of what God has done in your life. We go through our, our Krestos events. You should be learning that word. That's kind of become a key word in our church. Krestos means God's kindness. We, we go into our community seeking to show God's kindness, whether it's through a, a pancake cookout or a gas buy down or to our police or teachers or schools. We're looking at all kinds of ways that we can go into our community and be God's kindness to build a platform for the gospel. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be starting a summer program called Signs of Life, and that's going to culminate August 22nd at a big event where we want to send 750 people, 750 of us, into our community on one day doing a Crestos event. Now, folks, that'll make a difference, won't it? 750 of us on one day. Won't that be awesome to see? So we're going to be involved in that kind of thing. We go by partnering with other like-minded ministries. They're going places we can't get to every day. Today, we're taking back up those baby bottles we handed out on Father's Day. We're taking up that offering for the uh, Tri-Cities Pregnancy Support Center. Building a platform in a crisis pregnancy, uh, maybe an unwanted pregnancy. 
and seeking to have a ministry there. We go through partnerships with things like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the ministry they have in schools or the Colonial Heights Food Pantry and Feeding the Poor. We're looking for all kinds of ways that we can be about the business of going. And we want to get better. And we want to do more. I don't think there will ever be a line where we've said, you know what, we've done our part. (laughs) You know, we've done our going. No more going for us. Always more. Always better. One area we really want to see our going get stronger in advance is in going to other parts of our nation and going to other parts of the world. We're doing a couple of things to help us as a family do that. One of those is our Global Impact Conference. This is our, our annual mission conference. We did it last fall. Our next one is going to be uh, here in October, October 20th to 24th. You want to write that down? Make sure you got nothing planned. That's a Wednesday to a Sunday. We bring in guest speakers, uh, inspirational messages that kind of tune our heart and mind again to, to world missions and what God is doing in the world. We bring in dozens of missionaries that you get to meet in a, in a, in a large setting, but also in a lot of smaller settings you can rub elbows with them and get to know them and and just learn and understand what god is doing on this planet and and how he's working through people just like you people have families just like you who've been just where you've been we come to that and, and and learn ways to get involved another thing we want to do is provide opportunities for you to be going what you learn in a missions conference is all the ways you can go and, and we're going to show you how you can go one through praying I mean, folks, we're to be going every day. Now, that doesn't mean I'm getting on a plane every day. But it means every day I can be praying about the advancement of the gospel. You know, when I watch the news or we read the news and we read about a certain nation, what if we stopped and prayed about every one of those nations? Hey, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've got witnesses there. I don't know if you have missionaries there. But if you do, would you keep them safe? Would you bless the work they're doing? God, through this event that I'm reading about, there, there seems to be a crisis, some tension. Would that be a platform for the gospel? Or maybe by being involved in a GIC, one day you're going to be reading about a nation and you're thinking, hey, man, Mr. and Mrs. Jones are there. They're there doing a work in this very city. God, would you just take care of them in that? We pray. We can be a part of going by praying every day for the advancement of the gospel. We can be a part of going by giving by supporting those who are going, supporting ministries who are going. We do special offerings for that. We've got two trips leaving pretty soon that y'all gave tens of thousands of dollars. You gave already, have already been a part of going in supporting these trips. When you give to our general budget, uh, every year right now, 40000 of that goes straight to the International Mission Board. Uh, which is where all of our missionaries uh, leave from. Then we take up the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. That's another thirty or forty thousand dollars. And then through these special offerings, giving over a hundred grand a year—that's you. That's what you're doing to spread the gospel, to advance the kingdom of God around this world. So I can be involved in going every day by praying. I can be involved in going by giving. But folks, let's never underestimate being involved with going with what our feet. We want to actually go. Sometimes that is across the street. Sometimes that might be on a, a 14-hour plane ride to somewhere else. And we want to give you those opportunities. That's what Crestos events and, and these partnerships are about. Giving you an opportunity so if Jesus returns this week and He walks through the door, He's going to find you doing what He left you here to do. 
I want to ask uh, Wes Rose to come up. Wes is our, our missions and singles and discipleship pastor, but he's coming up here for missions at this moment. And uh, I mentioned a moment ago uh, Acts 1. Acts is a, is a uh, parallel passage to Matthew 28. In Acts chapter 1, it gives you a strategy. It tells you where you're to be going. It says you're to go to Jerusalem. That's your hometown. You're to go to Judea and Samaria. That is, for us, Virginia, the United States. And you're to go to the ends of the earth. You're to go to the nations of the world. That's his job. His job is to make sure... Don't back up. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> yeah. Wes's job is to make sure that you and me and us, that we have opportunities in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He's always working on these partnerships, these opportunities, so we know how to pray. We know where we can give, and we know how we can go. Wes has been working on a couple of things I've asked him to share about today, two exciting opportunities uh, that we're going to be working with in Boston and in China. Wes has been to both of these places. Wes, tell me a little bit, first of all, about, about Boston. What, what's going on up there, and, uh, and how are we going to get to be involved in that? Okay. Uh, well, Boston, uh, many of you may have met uh, Bland Mason, who was a church planner. He's a new church there called City on the Hill Church in a Brookline section of, of Boston, kind of a suburb of Boston. And uh, he's got a church plant there. Uh, they're meeting in a Jewish synagogue, getting ready to move to a bigger place. Um, but it was, I went up and saw him back uh, earlier this spring. And uh, I tell you, I went to his service, and you're looking and talking and seeing some of the, the brightest and young minds in the world that are coming to there to study. It's right by Boston University, Harvard Medical School, MIT. They're all there, and they're all studying. And I think the service that I was there, it was either 17 or 19 different nationalities represented in this service. And these, they're coming from around the world, uh, going to a service, and then learning, uh, getting their education. They're going back either, either here in the States or going back to their country. And, um, but anyway, they're growing. They're going to move into a different, different area, different, um, not different area, but different, uh, different church in the next two to three weeks. And um, well, I went up there and I, go, I was able to go and, and we, we prayer walked. We, we talked about the, uh, about the area, the neighborhood around the church. We prayed for different things, different, uh, different people, different uh, groups that are meeting in different places. And I got a chance to really spend some time with the locals. And uh, this fall, uh, early September, I'll be taking a kind of a, a, a vision team there. And this is, this is a, a small group of people that we're going to go and, and walk the streets and really test a lot of the ministry things that we want to do uh, when we bring you know, up either you know, one or two teams, bigger teams there, um, probably next spring when we, as, as the weather breaks from Boston. Um, but we'll, we'll be bringing, but we'll be testing some of those uh, ministry areas. Uh, we're looking at doing things like different Crestos events because he's wanting to, as he ministers to students, he also, he's also wanting to minister to uh, and get the word out about, about the church to the locals there, the ones that are living there, you know, been there for you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, to, he'll be going into the neighborhoods, canvassing them, uh, letting them know about the church and actually doing you know, different types of uh, servant evangelism or Crestos type events within that area. Okay, and so then next spring, taking a small group in the fall, but then in the spring is when maybe the church at large would sure. be looking for opportunities, have opportunities to go up there and, and be involved in helping this church. Right. This spring, I mean, this fall, we'll be going through and just doing some of the same events as, that we would normally uh, be doing with a, with a larger team. But we kind of want to test drive this and make sure everything is running smoothly. So when you take a big group up, you know, you know where you're staying. This, is, this, this area seems to be really good. This is a good neighborhood we want to kind of get into. And this is where he may have some people already starting to come 
okay. to church there, working with, you know, kind of build up the ministry that he has. Now, if going. we go on this, we don't have to go to a Red Sox games, do we? I don't know why. That's no, you don't have to go for, for, for the Yankee fans. It's going mean, to be crazy. Kirk, you don't want to go to a Red Sox game, do you? that? Wouldn't even go on the trip if the Red Sox are involved. That's right. Waverly no. wouldn't want to do that. Either. But where's uh, Waverly? I saw him over here somewhere. There he is. No, but, he doesn't uh, want to. But Bland, you know, Bland, the, the, the church planner is also the uh, the chaplain for there. So yeah, there's a lot, lot of you know maybe some. Yeah, uh, that's a cool story. And like, you talk about God opening doors. He's he has been in Boston what a matter of weeks when yeah. he stumbled into this thing, and pretty soon he's the chaplain of the Boston Red Sox. So he <laughs> so he, worked out pretty good. So okay, like, yeah. uh, tell me a little bit more then now about uh, about China. Now I was on that that trip with. Um, with uh, Wes in China. Uh, yeah, see, there's some great pictures of me. Wes, you it don't is. look so good in that one. But uh, um, <laughs> we, we went up there together. Folks, I'll tell you something. China is a cool place to visit. You're going to see some great things. And uh, I think the thing that stood out to me, the, well, two things stood out to me. One, I don't know if you all know, there are a lot of Chinese people in China. I mean, they <laughs> are they're everywhere. Um, but the other thing I was a little surprised by is... There is a real openness to the gospel. It is it's very, I almost use the word easy to engage somebody in a discussion uh, and be able to talk about the gospel. But let, Wes, yeah. you tell us a little bit of your impressions of the trip and, well, and what we might be doing in a situation like that. Well, I'll tell you, we, we took a boat. I got on a boat similar to this one right here, and, <laughs> yeah. and it was a long trip. Uh, but yeah. we got over there finally. No, I, you know, you hear stories and you, you talk about, you know, you know, government churches and government's, you know, rights and things like that, that, that the Chinese people do not have. And, um, you know, I had, I had one impression when I went of, you know, if, if I would go over there and then it would happen to, you know, say God or Jesus over here, that they were going to handcuff me and, you know, drag me away and tell Karen, you know, I'll be back in six months or a year uh, because, of, because of, you know, being, you know, arrested for saying that. But it was, it was amazing um, what the, the Chinese people, and there was a lot of them, uh, they were they were they were really drawn to us. Um, we walked through the city and uh, we were rock stars. We were there like, oh look there, you know. It's, uh, you know they, it was because we were the, the only about the only Americans in there, any Westerners at all, into the city. But they would come up to us. Um, they wanted to they wanted to practice their English. You know, hello, how are you? And that's you know, that's the phrase that they knew and. I, would, I could just say hello, and that was about it. Um, but they would, they would want to practice their English on you, and, um, and they want to know about American culture. You know, tell us about America, tell us about America. And you have that, you know, in one instance, you, you know, you're thinking, well, do they want to know about pop culture? Do they want to know about, you know, movies or, mo or movie stars or things like that? But, you know, it opens up to the opportunity to say, you know what, uh, you know, in America, my, part of my culture is going to church, and, um, and, and I'm a Christian, you know, and I like... You know, I like to tell people about Jesus, you know, and, and with my friends, we tell people about Jesus, you know, and then they can just say, what do you mean, What's, what, tell, tell me about Jesus, and then the door is wide open for you to say, yeah, let me, let me tell you about that, and it can be that easy, it is, it's, um, it's, like I said, it's wide open, uh, the ministry that we have a worker there that's, that's working on the ministry, taking classes there on a university, and they people are just hungry to learn English and to meet Americans and want to know about American culture. Um, well, if, if we, you know, when we take a team back, uh, I think it'll be, again, it'll probably be early spring because, again, this, this part of China, it gets really hot in the summer and it's really cold in the winter. But we'll be taking a team back, and the worker has developed relationships, and you'll see, like, in the top left-hand corner, these are people that he meet, has met and developed relationships on the campus or and maybe somebody that's doing work on his apartment or whatever, and he, all he does is say, 
you know, I've got a couple of friends of mine from America. We're going to have dinner. Can you join us for dinner? And so, you know, he strategically puts us, you know, talking to different ones around the circle and around these, one of these meals. And we're wide open to share anything and talk to them about spiritual things, about, you know, what life is like in America. And um, you've, got, you've got those type of opportunities. You have English groups that are meeting in cafes and coffee houses all over town that he knows about. And all, all he does is say, listen, I'm gonna, on Tuesday night, we're gonna, I'm going to bring a couple people from America here to share on this English with these. And you, it's wide open to share. It's, a, it's really neat. We got a chance to, uh, to meet some believers that were there, some new believers that we were able to encourage them, and also meet some people that, that he's working on, that he's talking to, trying to share and trying to get inroads in. And coming over as an American is just, it's wide open. It's, it's plenty of opportunities to share. You know, Wes, tell me, you were talking about the other day, your, your goals. If somebody went on one of these trips, you, you had three goals for them. Right. Um, as, as I'm looking and you're praying about the opportunities around the world and things like that, there are really three things that I really want um, our mission teams to have the opportunity to, to see and to experience. Um, the first one is there is there opportunity for ministry. Am I going to get a chance to feel like, you know what, I'm doing what God has called me to do. Is it open enough for me to do that? And, of course, China is, is wide open for doing, to, doing a lot of that. The other thing is, is I want our people to understand and get a chance to immerse themselves in a culture, to learn, what it, to learn to fall in love with these people, to eat what they eat, good or bad, you know. But anyway, you want to, uh, you want to experience, you're not going to get General Tao's chicken or, uh, you know, sweet and sour pork there. Um, but you do get real authentic Chinese food. But you really you get a chance to immerse yourself in the culture and live life like they do. And the other thing, you know, like any American, we want to see some cool stuff. And, uh, you know, in the, the trip in the city that we're working, you know, it's a, you know, it's a field trip to see the terracotta soldiers, to walk on the Great Wall of China, to go to the Forbidden City. It's just, you know, of course, you have shopping. You can, you know, Prada and everything else you want to get. But anyway... Um, but you're going to get, uh, even coming back, you're going to be able to come back and see, you're going to have opportunities for ministry, culture, and actually see some really cool stuff when you go. Yeah, it's, it's a great trip. Now, those are future things, but those. we're actually doing some going like right now. We're going in a few days. Tell, tell the wow. church a little bit about what's going on right now this summer. Yeah, coming out of the, coming out of the, the missions conference, we wanted to provide a couple opportunities for, for some of our folks to actually get over and go. And so we've got two things going on. We've got and you've given, you've given, uh, whether it's gifts or whether it's you've, you've crocheted or made, you know, uh, uh, blankets for, uh, for the teens. We've got a, a team going on July 1st through 10th going into Juan Cayo, Peru, which is a, uh, in the mountains over the, over the Andes Mountains. And base camp is going to be about 11,000 feet. And we've got medical teams that were going into different villages around the area, going door to door, house to house, going in, sharing, uh, you know, medical uh, opportunities to do assessments. And all, which is going to openly, hopefully open up opportunities to share the gospel. We have youth that will be going, that will be teaming up with us, helping the doctors and nurses and physicians there, and also doing uh, um, uh, sports, uh, soccer, and doing crafts and things like that with, they, with, with the kids in the area with the opportunity, with everything designed to, to open the door to share the gospel with these people and working with the, uh, work with the local church right there in these villages around uh, Wankaya. And then what about... Uh... And, Excuse me, Kiev. Yeah, in Kiev, we've got we've got a, a team going to basically do a sports slash VBS type of camp, and we're you see right here in the, in the picture there's wow there's that's the that's the a, a camp similar to what was done last year that was done by a group from Oklahoma. We're going to have that many kids or more going in doing a sports camp, doing vacation Bible school to actually share the gospel with these kids, 
And then the, the other, uh, other strategy that we're doing is, is, is walking, walking these kids back to their homes and talking to their parents about what they've learned, what they're doing, and about the local church right there. Because it's, if, if it's not one of, the, one of the Orthodox churches, a lot of times they have a hard time legitimizing themselves as an actual church. And, uh, you know, a, a, we're okay. We're not a cult over here. And so by, by the parents meeting some of the workers and hearing what's going on during the camps, it really helps out the local pastor there. Yeah, and, and, the, and the local pastor, the Ukrainian pastor, his daughter's a member of our church, uh, Todd and Veronica Gallagher. So right, so it's, a, it's really helping him. It's assisting him on, in work that he's doing. He's, he does work with the community, but he also does work within the orphanages and some treatment centers there. There's, so we'll be going back and doing some work and helping him out with things that he's doing around, you know, all year long. Now, how many from our church family do we have going on these two trips? Well, we've got, between the two trips, we've got over 30 going. Uh, some of those because of the physicians and, and things like that. We've pulled, we've pulled some people from, from a couple of other churches. Mm -hmm. But we've got, you know, over 30 going from, 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 you know, within our church and then a couple sprinkled in from other churches that are actually going to be here today going to the commissioning service also. Isn't that awesome, folks? That's our church family. You've prayed. You've given. People from our family are going into these places. Now, if, if you'll look at that, just about the entire month, of, you've already given about the entire month of July, you can be praying. You can be praying about the advancement of the gospel. You should write those two cities down, Wankayo and Kiev, and be praying for them and these teams. And uh, we've got some that are putting on those feet and are going to be going on behalf of the family of Colonial Heights. And what we'd want to do right now is just take a moment and, and pray for these, kind of commission them on their trip. So we had some in the last service, uh, some are here this service. If you're going on either one of these two trips, uh, would you just come forward and, and kneel here at the altar? Come on now. And uh, we'll pray for you. And if your families want to come with you, they can stand behind you uh, as, as you kneel. And you're going to head down there because you're, you're going on these. Wes's ministry is to get on a plane. He's constantly traveling. Of course, I guess that's what mission pastors do, right? Yeah. Quite a few coming on over. Everybody get settled here. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just come before you. And uh, Father, I thank you that before you sent us, you came here. At great cost and at great sacrifice. So that we might know how deeply and wonderfully loved by you we are. And the gift you have for us in eternal life and forgiveness. And Lord, having received that love and that great gift, you do call us to go. And I thank you for these on their knees right here, God, who on behalf of the Colonial Heights family, on, on behalf of all of us, they're going. They're, they're making us faithful. They're making us obedient. God, I thank you that, that somewhere between the missions conference last year and an announcement somewhere, they heard your voice. They heard you tell them to go. And they said yes. And God, I just pray your blessing on them for that. And, our, and your blessing on our church for them. Father, I lift up to you these two teams. And I pray your, your blessing and favor as they go. I pray for safe travel. Uh, I pray for no complications in getting in and out of the country. I pray for your favor on them as they do that. I pray for health and strength. Uh, Lord, I pray for them the ability to endure 
to, ha- to have strength and, and to communicate. And Father, I pray that you're going to use them in a wonderful and a powerful way to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, even as we're here in the United States of America and Colonial Heights, Virginia, you are in these cities that we're talking about and you're with those people right now. You know who's going to be there. And I pray that even now you're working in their hearts and their minds, preparing them for that moment that this team arrives. And Lord, we pray that through these two teams, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God is going to advance powerfully through the Ukraine and Peru and around this world, Father. Lord, I pray that you'll bless them with good fellowship and unity as a team. I pray they'll enjoy one another. Uh, Lord, I pray that they're going to have a lot of fun. And I pray they're going to see you. They're going to see the hand and the power of God and the work that you're doing around this world. Lord, I pray for their families that are letting them go for this period of time, that you'll bless them and take care of them while this family member is gone. And uh, just give them a real sense of peace and security. Uh, We're all a little bit anxious sometimes when we have a a family member traveling. And so, Lord, you be that for them. And, Lord, we look forward to them returning home and bringing a report of your work around the world. God, I pray that you'd see our desire to obey you. I pray you'd see our desire to go. And that, God, you'd bless, bless and multiply this work. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And would you just let them know of your love and support as they go on our behalf. Thank you guys very much. Jesus said to go. Are you? How did you go this past week? How did you go, how will you go in this week ahead. Folks, I really encourage you to interact with Matthew 28. To, to imagine that scene as Jesus is literally ascending into heaven and He looks at you and the last thing He says, go. That word is to define who and what we are. That word is the commission, the activity upon our lives. And every one of us this week, we can do it in praying. We can do it in giving. Our going may be this week just across the street. But we're always saying, God, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm ready, I'm able. If you want me to get on a plane and fly 14 hours. I want to say yes, God, to your command to go. Is that where you are? Can you say that before him right now? Let's be found faithful when he returns. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you this morning and we thank you for loving us and forgiving us. We thank you that you've adopted, oh God, on this day that we celebrate fathers. We're so mindful that you are the great father. And you adopted us. You made us your child. You made us an heir of the riches of heaven. Lord, let us see that as recipients of such great blessing. You have looked at your children and you have said, now until I get back, go. God, show us this week how and where we can go. God, would you constantly be developing on us an open heart and a mind to go wherever you send us. We know a lot of that time is going to be right here in our hometown. But God, when you call, we want to be ready to go wherever that might be. God, I pray Colonial Heights Baptist Church. We'll go into the world. We'll make disciples. 
And just as you commanded, we will baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Anoint us, empower us, and multiply for us this work. And may we be found faithful. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.